COVID-19 got us in quarantine. It's 10 a.m. We've tried everything. You got us stressed, but we'll try our best to help you deal with COVID-19. All right. Welcome to the May 14th edition of the Quarantini Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Kristen. Um, so I'm going to start with, you know, uh, the... Well, the racing company that we often, well, Nolan and I often uh, go with is uh, All Community Events. Yes. And you've probably done a race or two with them. Uh-huh. Well, they're, they've got something called the Great Run Across Illinois. Okay. And you can do one of four things. You can do a team relay mm-hmm. of 210 miles, which is east to west across, across Illinois. You can do a team rel or excuse me. You can do a team relay of three hundred and ninety miles, which is north to south. Wow. You can do the solo challenge of two hundred ten miles, the east to west, or you can do the solo challenge of three hundred ninety miles, of course, north to south. How long do you have to do this? You have um, so if you're a team, you get thirty days. To log 300 and whatever miles? Either 210, 210. or 390, yes. Okay. If, you're, uh, if you're by yourself, you get 70 days to do it. Um, so, I don't know. I'm somebody who my training goes a little better when I have something to train for. Uh-huh. Um, otherwise, I'm just kind of just going, 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 and it kind of feels like the doldrums. But I signed up for this today. Oh, yes. We know you're here. You'll be, you'll be running, too. Yeah, Come on, you can go. Up, 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 up. Would you, do you oh, want geez. out of this room? We'll let you out of this room. Anyway, I signed up today to do the solo challenge for 210 miles. I'm doing the east to west. Oh, okay. And I logged in today after I did my second run. Uh-huh. And put in my four miles that I did there. Oh, well, good for you. So if anybody wants to join me, gosh, uh, I will put this in the show notes. I think it's kind of a fun thing. What do you get for it? Nothing? I get a Mm t-shirt. And for an extra $9, I get like a a medal. Ooh. I I sprung for the medal. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah. That's great. So I've got that going on. Cool. Uh, So come on out. Do the great run across Illinois. Uh, it's, you know, I think it's, it was like $35 to sign up. Good for you. So I'll put that in there. Okay. You got something right now? No. Oh, so this morning we went out and did, um, well, Marin and I ended up doing a 5k together. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like 0.1 miles behind? Uh, I think you were, you were probably closer to 0.2, but who cares? I'm not trying to, like, suggest that we were better than you or anything. That's I not... think you all, you just could have said, we did a 5K today. But that wouldn't have been true. Well, it's mostly true. Felt true. It felt true? Yeah. Felt like you did a 5K? It did. Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. between that and we were watching The Last Dance, mm-hmm. and as I was, I kind of tricked Marin into doing... A 5K today. Right. Because normally what we do is we get up in the morning and we run 25 minutes. Right. And that's normally been giving us like 2.45 miles or something. Or 3.3, something like that. 
Yeah, so we've been getting about two and a half to maybe 2.6 miles, something like that. And today, I just kind of was like, oh, I kind of, I fell back with Marin because I didn't have, we didn't have the dog with us today Correct. to run. right. So that actually made it a little simpler and I kind of fell back in step with Marin and Marin is somebody who kind of needs, she needs encouragement oh all the God. time. It's it's doubly exhausting to run with her <laughs> from my point of view. And I don't have a lot of patience just because when we go out for a run, that's my exercise too. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's not the case for you. You go out for a family run and you're like jogging through the whole thing and then you go out for your actual exercise later. Right. So you're not as invested as I need to be to do it. My point being that Marin is the kind of person that needs a lot of positive encouragement along the way. Yes. Whereas, I think there are different types of people in this. Uh Nolan can take a slight and just get irritated and decide that he's, ah, screw this, he's angry. And he's kind of more like me. I remember when Nolan was in sixth or seventh grade, I took him to Bussy, Uh which is, uh, is longer than seven miles, the big loop there. And I don't think I told him we were doing the whole loop until uh-huh. we got out of the car. Uh-huh. And so he got irritated with me. And I had told him, look, we, don't, we only need to go about an 8.30 pace around here. He was still angry. So he pulled me around that loop at about a 7.40 pace just because wow. he was so irritated. And he ran a good 20 yards ahead of me the whole time because <laughs> nice. he was mad. That's kind of like Michael Jordan, that like someone pisses him off and then he... Does it for spite. Right. So, like, I was more like Nolan in that... Now, I had two coaches who... Two basketball coaches who, at the time, I perceived as, like, yellers. Uh Uh-huh. And I think they kind of were, but I think maybe I... With the benefit of hindsight now, I realized they did that often. When they did it to me, they were pushing my buttons on purpose. Sure. Because, like, there would be times where I had a coach who would, like, make up some baloney to yell at me about. Oh. And it would piss me off so much that I'd play that much harder and I'd play better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I was, like, 25 and one day I realized, oh, he was doing that on purpose. He wasn't really irritated with me. He just wanted me to be better, so he made up some crap to yell at me about. And What was that coach's name? That was Mr. Keller, my high school basketball coach. Uh, So now with the benefit of hindsight, I see what he was doing. But also it took me years when I was coaching and I coached basketball, volleyball, cross country, different things. Different people need different kinds of encouragement. And I wonder, like, how were you as a high school athlete? Did you want somebody... Or did you respond to someone yelling at you? Or did you need, like, somebody to encourage you? I needed someone to encourage me. Yeah? Yeah, I did not respond to the yelling. And did you did you have that with a coach? Because you were a tennis player in high school. Correct. Um, I just remember hating my tennis coach. Oh, really? Yeah. And <laughs> I, I can't remember any specifics of how he coached or why I didn't like him. But I did not like him or respond to him. So... And, and then senior year... I, and and w- was he young? At the time, to me, he, he was like probably my age okay. now. So like 40, 45, something like that. 
So should have had enough time in coaching. Yes, he definitely wasn't like young, right? But I think he played favorites, and maybe that's. But I also wasn't that like amazing at tennis, so. Oh come on! Don't sell yourself short. He here. probably just genuinely liked the girls who were much better than I was. Well, and I think I don't know about you, but I know I carried a lot of the way I was coached into how I started coaching. Mm. And early on, man, I was a yeller. Yeah, you were. Oops, sorry. I yelled like all the time and. I don't know that it was necessarily all that effective. Maybe it was for certain players, but now I'm like, oh, some people need to be yelled at and other people really just shut down after that. Well, I think I I think I experienced that, too, when I directed the musicals. It's the same type Mm. of thing, you know, that you're trying to get kids to do something that they seemingly want to do and that you want them to do. And you have to yell sometimes and be tough. I think a lot of a lot of coaching, teaching, it's all that it's hindsight because in the moment you don't appreciate almost anything that your coach or your teacher is doing for you typically. And as you grow and age and then look back, you're just like you said, you're like, "Oh, it was until after you were out of high school." Yeah, right? long long long, long after. time. And I wonder if you ever contacted coach Keller and told him that. Oh, we've had plenty of discussions. Like I've, you know, talked with them multiple times afterwards, but never specifically about that. That I learned. Mm. Oh, everybody needs their own uh, touch. Personalized coaching. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it is. Is that like you can be stern with your entire team, but when you single somebody out, how you do that really matters. Yeah. Otherwise, you you can really mess that person up, mess that player up, and you're not going to get out of them what you wanted to. Um, but now I see that I had coaches that really knew that. Right. And it, um, I don't know that it's something that, well, we don't really have like a lot of coaching training. Correct. You just, you just hope, rely on your teaching expertise and go from there. Yeah. And you just hope that you get... Uh, you get a mentor or somebody around you that like can teach you something. I remember one time I was coaching sixth grade boys basketball, like oh, the most inconsequential basketball yeah, there is, yeah. of course, you know. But I had a player that was really good and he just kept getting fouled and kept getting fouled and it wasn't getting called. And, you know, I said something to one of our colleagues about it, uh, to Rich Verbeck, and I was like, he's just getting, he's going down the lane, he's getting killed, and he goes, you know, Sometimes the officials even end up just watching the best player on the court oh. and forgetting what they're doing. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I learned as a coach how to kind of work the officials and just kind of pull them aside and be like, hey, my guy's kind of getting, he's getting beat up down there in the lane. If you do that respectfully, you can start getting some of those calls. And like, I learned that, but only just because, you know, I happen to talk to somebody about it, but there's nothing um, institutional about that. Sure. So. Well, I think you're better at running with Marin. She. <laughs> Did she say something? She has told me. Like, yeah. I kind of like running with you more yeah. than with mom. That's okay. But you have to, I think it's funny that our kids are different in that way. Yes. That I think if I yelled at Nolan, he would run Harder, at least in training, uh-huh. 
just because he's like, oh, I'll, sh- I'll show you. Yes, right, right, right. <laughs> Whereas Marin wants, uh, wants to hear words of encouragement. Right. I think she, ideally you could run with her and talk the whole time and she would be happy. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Did you decide you have something? Well, no. Do you have other things? No, I'm, I just wanted to mention I finished my book. A friend of mine gave me the book called The Nest. Oh, okay. And it was it was pretty good. It was like a kind of like a summer beach read, like not anything I'm, you're getting a whole lot out of. And so um, I need like physical books. I can't. I just cannot get into audio books because I get too distracted and I mm-hmm. cannot commit to an ebook either. I'm just old school like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I had the opportunity to pick up. Um, Joe Biden's um, memoir, Promise Me, Dad. Promise Me, comma, Dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a year of hope, hardship, and purpose. And so seeing as he is the presumptive Democratic nominee, I thought I'd give it a try. And um, quickly realizing that this is probably the, yeah, the story of when Bo passed away. When his son, when his son Bo passed away, but I like the first page after the table of contents, um, by Emmanuel Kant, rule for happiness, colon, something to do, some someone to love, something to hope for, mm. and I thought that was really profound and accurate, and um, just really made me think, and I posted it on my Instagram for my students, and with the caption like, we got this, because I think that really kind of, I don't know, resonates. I think we all need to have a purpose, something to purpose, do. Purpose, yeah. I think it was interesting how it's someone to love. It's not necessarily being loved back, right? Mm-hmm. It's giving your love to somebody else and how fulfilling that is and something to hope for. And I thought that was especially poignant considering the circumstances, whether you're thinking about the pandemic or the upcoming election that there's always something to be hopeful for that mm-hmm. we must not lose hope if we want to stay happy so yeah and even in the show that we watched last night right which was made three years ago which i thought was a terrible episode you didn't like the episode it was centered on one person yeah but at one point in the in the episode he's screaming give me purpose right you're right that's what he wants. Yeah. Just wants purpose. Yeah. Just like Agent Smith says in, uh, in The Matrix, it is purpose that drives us, that binds us. Forget it. It's oh. not a reference you would get. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope some of you will join me on the virtual race across Illinois. I'll put that in the show notes. Jeez, the dog's going and crazy. And our dog sorry. is going crazy. That's all those weird noises. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night.